I find that people want to work on their business because they love it. And I do too. If I could, I would sit here all day. I would lock my door. Nobody bother me and just let me play because we, we truly enjoy what we do. Like every aspect of it, if we're not doing, we're learning or consuming something. Um, But that is speaking from experience, just a recipe for major burnout, um, especially if you have other things on your plate, like motherhood, you're a wife, you're taking care of a home, you have family, other obligations, everything kind of gets pushed off to the wayside and we don't want that to happen. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Today, we have Lindsay Maloney on the show, and we're talking about how to build a six-figure business in five hours a week. Now, as a total overworker, I have absolutely been a skeptic of this concept, but I love how Lindsay breaks it down. We talk about how to come up with your daily tasks. I actually think this part was offered the most clarity because I had never actually done it this way. And I was like, yeah, why haven't I done it that way? So I love that part. We also talk about any prerequisites, for lack of a better word, that you need to truly make this happen. We also talk about why so many coaches assume this is impossible, myself included. I'm actually raising my hand right now as I read that. (laughs) And how long does it take to actually get to this point? And how do you know what your top priorities are? And a lot more. We go in a lot of different directions. Plus, we also get clear on Lindsay's business and what she has set up behind the scenes to make this happen. It's a very transparent episode from Lindsay, and I'm really grateful that she just answered every question like an open book and really just shared, you know, how this worked for her. And I think my favorite part is every assumption I made about what you need and don't need to to make this happen was essentially false. Like I made a lot of assumptions and I just realized as we we were talking that I just can't get my own stories out of my head about how much you can get done in a day. Like I clearly have some kind of a belief out there that you have to work really, really hard, that you have to really, really suffer, like all these things that I'm sure is just from somewhere in my childhood, like everything else is. And it was just so obvious that Lindsay has very different stories. And I freaking loved it. I love listening to her perspective and approach around how she has kept things just so freaking simple and truly doesn't let the noise around her cloud her decision-making and how she sets up and runs her business. So this is definitely an episode about productivity that you probably didn't really know that you needed. I'd learned a lot of nuggets that I'm excited to implement myself. So Lindsay, welcome to Marketing Unfiltered. Honestly, like I, what we were saying off camera, I can't even believe it's been three years since we've chatted since I think I was on your podcast. I know. I right? just, I, I was telling Tyrell when we had picked up our conversation again, I said, I think the last time I talked to her was when I told her that one of the highest Google things on to get to my site is who is Sophia's husband or something like that. I'm like, why is this coming? <laughs> Oh my God, that cracks me up so much. But yeah, that's that is the last time that we chatted. That's so freaking funny. And was so long ago. I really think that was like, well, it was COVID time, but I think that England, because England was on a different like COVID schedule than the States. Like we this the country like locked itself down for like a year. And I feel like 
I don't feel like the States was in lockdown at that point, but we were still in lockdown. So I remember like literally not leaving my apartment. Well, I did obviously to walk my dogs and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. for like an entire year and like hearing from you in that time, like it just takes me back to that moment. (laughs) So crazy. Such a crazy freaking time. Okay. So today we're talking about five hour work weeks. And this is something that even for me, like I'm so excited to talk about this and we will after we do our spill the tea, but I I feel like, you know, I can't even imagine in some ways this even being possible because I'm such a busybody with work, right? And I tend to like focus on things that maybe aren't necessarily where I need to focus all the time, but it's just like get very in love with shiny objects and like bells and whistles sometimes. Is do you find that you work with people like that as well? Or 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 do most people come very like quick to adapt to a five hour work week? No, I I find that people want to work on their business because they love it. And I do too. If I could, I would sit here all day. I would lock my door. Nobody bother me and just let me play because we, we truly enjoy what we do. Like every aspect of it, if we're not doing, we're learning or consuming something, but that is speaking from experience, just a recipe for major burnout, um, especially if you have other things on your plate, like motherhood, you're a wife, you're taking care of a home, you have family, other obligations, everything kind of gets pushed off to the wayside. And we don't want that to happen. So when I see that I can recognize those signs pretty quickly. So I'm always the first to pipe in and say, Hey, um, how about we do this and this and this because I see these other places suffering and I don't want that to happen for you. Yeah, I love that. How did like, was there something in your life that like forced you to discover this? Like, did you used to not be able to stick to this and then you realized something or like what made you discover a five, like a, that a five hour work week is even possible for a business owner? Yes. Well, I, I went from health coaching in 2010, 2011 and I, the online space was very new for coaching and stuff like that. So I wasn't really, you know, spending a lot of time on screen. I was actually like working with people in real life uh, with clients. Um, Once I took more of my business on screen, I realized, okay, well, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time here with my butt on the chair and just working and staring at a screen, especially because I have a full-time job that takes at least eight hours a day from me on top of that. Um, so when I started to realize that I was working before work, after work, after the kids were in bed, you know, I went from one kid to three kids while growing a business. You forget about, you know, maybe I should spend time with my husband. Maybe I should go work out yeah. again because it's been forever. Maybe I should do this. And you always think, well, once I get a client, when you're just starting, then I'll pick up my workout routine again. Once I do, once I hit this monumental thing, then I'll start doing this. Like you're always putting things off for when a goal will come that's completely reliant on a random person on the internet to say yes to you. And once I realized, well, that's really silly, I, I chalked up hours in front of the computer as then I'm going to be closer to my goal. So what did I end up doing? Because I am a busybody, I took on a lot of freelance work. I had an online magazine. I had an Etsy shop. I, I had everything that I could possibly play with that I ever wanted to do online that I could, that I could do. 
because I thought this would help me, but it really wasn't. It was pulling me away from my family. It was pulling me away from so many things for my ultimate goal of just business coaching. That's what I wanted, but it was way on the back burner because I was afraid to really dive 100% into it. Yeah. I, I love that you actually had that experience because I feel like that's what so many of us experience, right? Like we kind of realize, gosh, there's a lot of things I'm not actually doing. And I started this business to kind of really focus on the things I wanted to focus on to have more freedom in my life. And I feel like, I mean, this was my case. I actually had less freedom. I had kind of built this business that needed me 24-7. I was working crazy ass days. I didn't have uh, a job. I I, I, I was fortunate to just need to do my business. However, it was like having two jobs. Do you know what I mean? It was literally 16 hour days. It was insane, maybe even more sometimes. So um, I love that you had that experience. I find that to be very relatable. And I'm so excited to learn about the processes that you implemented to make this possible. But first, we got to spill some tea. Are you excited about your your first spill the tea with me? Yes, I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Me too. So spill the tea. Number one, if you could go back in time and give newbie Lindsay business owner some kind of a warning, like don't do this thing or do start this thing earlier, what would that be? I go back and tell her this every single time I read my journal entries because I've kept a journal since I was 10. And I read something like, I got to stay up, you know, till 11 tonight working on this, bragging about the hours that I was putting in. And I, if I could just go back and tell her that means nothing, you just took amazing, valuable sleep away from yourself. And tomorrow you have to do it all over again. Stop being so proud of working so hard. It's, it's, it doesn't matter when it comes to this space. You don't need to stay up three hours past the, past bedtime. You don't need to do that. I love that. I would say that to myself too. Although I'm still learning this lesson, I will find myself be fully aware that I could go to bed right now and still just choose to do another task because I feel like that's going to make me like that much better for the like, you know, or, or deserve sleep more or something Mm. like that. It's like, I almost feel like I can't go to bed unless my head is like hitting the pillow. It's like, I need a struggle today <laughs> to get that rest. <laughs> Isn't it so toxic, that way of thinking? It is. And especially when we just carry our work with us constantly, it can be really yeah. hard. Yeah. It's a, it's, 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 it's a struggle if you choose to have it be a struggle. It doesn't need to be, though. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Number two, what's your fave way to grow your email list? Everyone always wants to know about the email list growth because I feel like like mm-hmm. building that community is like what, you know, what everyone hears online. So curious about your favorite way to grow your email list. Well, I'll give you a bonus answer. I'll give organic is creating it. Uh, a new freebie and then talking about it on Instagram and just putting the link to the landing page in my bio and watching it grow. Um, Paid is running Facebook ads to a freebie. That's my favorite way, you know, if I want to put some money into marketing. Yeah. And do you find that, you know, when you were talking about creating content to direct people there, is there, do you find that there's a certain type of content that gets people more interested in the freebie or how is, what's your experimenting showing you with that? It has to be, Not like, you know, some fluffy ways on how you can grow your coaching business. It needs to be, here are five things you can do today to get a new client. Like, tell me what I can do right now. Because that's when people will hand off their email address 
when you're going to give me something I can do right now, not in five years right now. That's kind of what's working for me right now. Yeah. So like no fluffy, like direct, Mm kind of like outcome oriented, it sounds like. For sure. Yeah. And do you find that like reels or carousels or a certain format has worked in terms of talking about the lead magnet or does one work better over the other? Um, for this one that I just put out a week ago, reels are working really well. If I say DM me five things, then I'll get DMs, um, more than stories, which is interesting. I feel like my story watchers will just go and like watch my website anyway, which is funny. Um, but yeah, reels just DM me those words. And then that seems to work really well right now. Oh, cool. Do you respond manually or do you have something like mini chat responding? No, I do it manually. I do too. It can take a little extra, but I like talking to people. Yeah, for sure. And I'm always afraid that something's going to go wrong and then I'll look like a complete moron and and it won't work. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that too. (laughs) Um, Okay. I love this question. If you were challenged to have a client in the next five days, what would you do to find and convert that client? I'm just going to rip this off of my new freebie. I would first create a really good application that's going to make me know right away once I read it that this is the person for me. Um, I'm going to put my link to the application on my Instagram profile. I'm going to create at least one reel a day for the next five days and have the CTA be um, DM me for my application. And then at the end, since I just really don't like discovery calls anymore, I'm going to say I have a special disclaimer at the end. If you're serious, then I'm just going to send you the link and we're going to get started. And then that's that. I love the simplicity of that, actually, you know, and also I love the application process instead of discovery, because I do think there's a lot of people that don't like discovery calls. Do you find that it works like, do, do you do you not like discovery calls because you do, haven't ever found them, like, very effective? Or what, what makes you not like discovery calls? I've gone on so many discovery calls over the years. Um, and I can convert discovery calls into clients. But it's interesting if I, if I look at the numbers, the people that I've signed on to work with me in the last – in this, this year – it's not because we ever went on a discovery call. It's because we just got to know each other on Instagram and they were in my club and they they just emailed me and said, Hey, I'm ready for a six month package. Can we start? That's, and those are like dream clients. And then I find the people who yeah. are going on discovery calls are, they just need to unload everything that's happening in their life. And they have no intention of working with you. Even if they fill out an application, it's like, I, I have so much, I have such little time to spend with my kids downstairs, you know, right after I'm done with work. And I just don't want to give that away to anybody anymore. So I put up a lot of barriers for that to even, even be happening anymore. I don't, I just don't, I don't sign up for them anymore. I love that. So it sounds like for you, your nurturing process to get people to that point of wanting to work with you, it's instead of the discovery call, you're just using your content. You're really just like being very specific with your content. People are following you for a certain amount of time to really like absorb that and become like indoctrinated into your way of thinking and be like, yeah, this is the type Mm -hmm. of work I want to be doing. And they reach out to you excited about working with you eventually. And that's when it happens. Is that right? That's exactly right. Like my feed should be the place where you can go and feel how I, how I teach, what I teach. You can hear me, you can see me, you can read everything. That should be the place. And if you're not there yet, that's fine. You can start now. You just have to kind of train your audience to get to that point. Like, well, this is how we do it. 
And when I'm ready, then I'll, then I'll pull the trigger and I'll get into her application. But otherwise I'm just going to wait until I'm ready. And that's fine. I trust everyone's timeline. Yeah, I love that. And I also like the use of an application because that basically gives you the information you need to know if they're right for you, if it's the right timing for you, right? Yep, absolutely. Otherwise, you're just getting on calls with people who are kicking tires and have no intention of ever investing and they just want as much free information as they can get. And I think everyone who's been on those calls can say that they don't ever want to go on those calls anymore. So we have to protect our our peace as much as possible. Like this is a world where you have the right to say that's not how I take on clients. You can do whatever you wish. Yeah, I really that I mean I love I love the simplicity of it. I cuz it's like cuz I do think we overthink sometimes the marketing process and and sometimes it's because someone's going to be like, "Oh, that doesn't work for me because fill in the blank. Maybe I don't have a large following, let's say. That's that's probably what I think people would say. I don't have a large following. Would this still work for me? What what would you say to them? Um, that doesn't mean anything. Your following doesn't mean anything. What matters is the people who see you and want to be in your world. And you have no idea who sees you and looks forward to watching you every day. That doesn't like those little hearts don't mean a thing. The number doesn't mean anything. What matters is you just being you and committing to being consistent on the, on a platform. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And that is actually like, I get a lot of people who join my membership and they're like, oh my gosh, I've like loved your content for years. And I'm literally like, whoa, I didn't even Mm -hmm. never talk to you before. I didn't even know you were in my world. And it just shows that they're sitting there watching, even though I might not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm just putting out content sharing a call to action and letting people like say yes when it's time to say yes and just trusting, trusting their timing. You know what I mean? Like I I think that's really beautiful. That's beautiful. So I'm going to guess, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm curious. We'll find out. What's (laughs) your favorite space to create content and why? Instagram. Why? Because I have this view of it that totally changed the way I do business. And it's, this is a free platform where we can just like let people know what's going on. We can grow our businesses. We can make money. We can connect with people. And again, it's free and we can be as creative as possible. And you're speaking to somebody who scheduled content 30 days ahead because I had to check the box. And I went from that to, oh, I have to post today. Let me quick record something. You know, it it's it's in the matter of perspective and how you're going to use it. And I just decided to change the way I use it. And it's been so it's been so fun to grow it ever since. Oh my gosh. I cause so, so you used to schedule 30 days in advance just to kind of get it out of the way. And now mm-hmm. you you post in the moment, like based mm-hmm. off of what you're feeling and what's you're promoting. Is that right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Like sometimes like today I recorded just a bunch of random B-roll videos and I'm like, you know what? I'm wearing the same thing in like nine reels. I really don't care because that's just what is happening right now. And if I have time to do it, then fine. We have to stop being so stingy and so like judgmental with content of ourselves. Just record something and put something good out there that's going to help somebody. That's it. Like, just stop thinking so much. I freaking love that. I as well. Like, I have a lot of people come to me being like, oh, I want to get to the place where I'm scheduling like 30 days out. And I can't do that. I've tried that so many times. And it's not that I can't. It's that I things change. So much changes in 30 days, like even with Mm -hmm. what people are looking for. When ChatGPT launched, like I wanted to be able to respond to that and not just like... Mm-hmm. be sharing stuff that now feels like old news, right? So I can't anymore. The challenge that I had to approach is 
how can I make this easy for me so that I can show up day in and day out? And what I love about what you just said is, oh my gosh, we are overthinking the content thing so much. Like B-roll, fantastic. Wear the same freaking shirt. You do Mm -hmm. not have to like be all done up to share reels, you know, repurpose the shit you use, you shared a year mm-hmm. ago if it's still relevant. You know, there's so many low lift ways we can show up consistently and it can take, I'm not kidding, like between five minutes and 30 minutes. Like it does not have to take a few hours like everyone thinks it does. Mm-hmm. So I just really love you reiterating that and lo- love that also you shifted from that 30 30- because I feel like the last time I chatted to you, that somehow that came up because I remember us talking about this, that you schedule 30 days out. And now I find it just amazing that you don't do that anymore. I used to do that. I used to have podcast episodes scheduled months ahead. And now I, I talk about it and I just feel like little people running running in my brain like, no, we, can't, like, we don't bring us back to that. Please don't bring me back to that. I just, it, it, I just don't, it doesn't apply to me anymore. And it, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. Same, same. And you also, you're so right. You, you missed the point because you're just ticking it off of a to-do list now. Mm-hmm. instead of showing up to connect. Like it's a whole different objective, right? You're either mm-hmm. going to post to post, you're going to post to connect. And I love that you're like, okay, what's relevant for me today? So now you're posting to connect. Ooh, mm-hmm. I've got shivers. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> last question of our spill the tea. When you're feeling nervous or anxious about something in your business, what do you do to get out of your funk? I get out of the room and I go do something that I like. And I, I know that I put too much uh, too much on my list. For example, I'll look through my planner and I'll think, what was I thinking? And that just brought me to a reason why I don't really like planning on Sundays like everyone says you have to do. I, I Sometimes I don't plan yesterday, today, tomorrow because I, it overwhelms me. Like, let me just be in the moment this week. Like, there's a lot going on right now. So if I come and sit at my computer or stand at my computer and I feel overwhelmed and anxious about something, I don't sit and try to overanalyze it. I just walk away and let myself naturally think about it a little bit. I'll go outside. I'll do something around the house. I'll spend time with my kids. Sometimes it takes a couple minutes like, oh yeah, duh, that's why I'm freaking out for for no reason. I, I I don't beat it out of myself. I just let it come out naturally, but I get out of here and go do something else. I love that. I don't beat it out of myself. That is so relatable because I think that is ex- exactly what I am doing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to come up with a solution if I just stare at my computer and think 10 times harder than I already am, as if I'm not already mm-hmm. thinking hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I love that. And I also love what you, you said about removing yourself from the situation and putting yourself into a different situation, which is one that you actually are enjoying yourself. So you're like changing your experience yeah. to kind of get yourself out of that funk. Yeah, immediately. And I I find I've done that since I've worked from home. (laughs) It's like if if I had a boss walking around looking at me, she'd be like, would you just stay? (laughs) Would you just stay here? Because I'm always going in and out. And I think that's how my brain works is I need to look at something different. I'll pull up a new project and here I go. I wonder how I should really count how many times I walk out of here a day. Just I think it resets my brain. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a client today who's like a leadership expert and she was talking about productivity for like a talk she's doing. And we are going to create content around this talk. And she shared this so many cool tips about like how we have a natural focus period. And I, I couldn't tell you what it is. I can't remember the timing, but there's like a flow that our brain has where it's like after like, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, 
your brain will actually like require a break to kind Mm -hmm. of reset and like come back into focus. Otherwise, after that point, if you keep going, you can actually like basically have your most unproductive hours yet. Mm -hmm. So if you never take that break, you can't reset into productivity. I didn't know that. But it makes so much sense because I'm the opposite. I can sit at a computer. I can forget to go to the bathroom. I can forget to drink a glass of water and and then feel like I'm not getting anything done at the end of the day. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I love that reminder that that's what you do to kind of get out of your funk. Well, yeah. I, and I, and I know- homeschool three kids. So I also know a, a six-year-old yeah. has a seven-minute attention span. So I'll take everybody like, now let's go do school in the dining room. Let's go do school here. Let's sit on the floor, like always changing sceneries because it it resets everyone's brain. And I've just adapted that into how I work up here. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Okay. I'm going to try that. I want to know. I want the, I want a real Lindsay about how often you leave the room. That's like so fascinating to me. I and I'm to also like going to try this out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Every time I cross. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so scaling your business with five-hour work weeks, the topic of the day. I'm so excited about talk to talk about this because I like I said, kind of when we started talking, I, I feel like this is a goal for me. This is like I definitely want to be the kind of business owner that really scales back on her time spent but scales up in terms of revenue mm-hmm. made. And mm-hmm. just, and for me, the, because I may, well, I don't know if it's because of this, but my personality type has struggles believing that that's possible because I just am a busybody, I think. And I mm-hmm. think I just feel like I need to be doing shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to talk about this. I think I need this and I know everyone needs this as well. I'm curious to kind of start a conversation around this. Are there any specific needs to make this possible, like prerequisites that you have found to actually start five-hour work weeks? Like the things that come to mind that I know my audience is going to assume, and I'm not saying that are correct, but they're going to assume, well, I can't do that because I'm growing my email list and I need a big email list before I can do that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that there are any prerequisites before this is like a, a plausible goal? No, because we just established the fact that we we have a good hour a day we can use to be really productive, right? So if we take that and we look at it and say, okay, well, if I, I'm just going to give myself an hour, I'm going to challenge myself every day for Monday through Friday, I'm going to give one juicy hour to my business and I'm going to be okay with walking away. Not because it's all I have, it's because I can be, I'm going to be really good I'm going to be really good here. So if you have one hour every single day, how can you be really intentional with it? And that comes with you like sitting down and writing everything that you need to do for the the week, every little thing from, you know, checking your finances to checking on your Facebook group, every tiny little thing. And then I've given this exercise out several times, but I always suggest grab five different highlighters and color code each thing. So all the pink is going to be social media related. All the yellow is going to be money. All the green is going to be this. And you'll have about five different sections of things, little clusters. And then, okay, well then Mondays, I'm going to do all the social stuff on Tuesdays. I'm going to do this and Wednesdays, whatever, whatever works for you. And when you're done, stop. Don't like, oh, well, I'll go and do Wednesday stuff and I'll do Thursdays and Fridays. And pretty soon you did everything all in one day and you're like, well, now what do I do? And then you become that workaholic again. 
so that that's a really like tangible thing that you can do. But I can hear Lindsay alarms going off saying, but I like to be busy and I la- I'm a busy body. And I just had this conversation with my grandma the other day. I said, I, when people tell me to relax, that stresses me out. I don't like to relax. I like to do stuff. So what I was doing is I was always working on my business all the time because I liked it. What was wrong with it? What's wrong with that? I like it. But when I wasn't being productive, I was just literally opening up 50 different tabs and bouncing from here to there. Everything else was falling off like we talked about before. So what could I do? I had to do some, I had to figure something out to do around my house. I live in a tiny town. Mm. I, there's like, I can't just like go on a walking trail or I can't go shopping at a mall. We don't have a mall. Like everything closes at 530, right? So what could I do? I started doing different things around the house, like picking up different hobbies, like baking and out going outside and going in the garden, finding other things to keep me busy. Cause I just like to be busy. I, I, I'm a, like a working, I said to my husband, I'm like a working cattle dog. Like I need something to do. I don't know if you're familiar with like cattle dogs, but around here people have cattle dogs and they just want to work, put me to work. Tell me, tell me what to do. Like that's just in their blood. And my grandma yeah. was saying, that's me too. She goes, I don't, find it relaxing to sit and relax. I like to be out and about. My grandma's 80 years old and she is, both of my grandmas have it in their genes to be busy and do things because they like to. So if you find that you're applying that love of being busy 100% towards your business and you're finding that it's not, you're not getting the fruits of your labor, you can pull back and apply that busy, that love of being busy to something else, picking up a new habit or new hobby or an old one that you might've had. And you'll find like you're starting to fill up all these other cups in your life. And then you'll find that you're more creative. Then you'll find out that you come up with like really cool ideas to apply to your business when you are in front of the screen. Okay. I love this, you know, this um, metaphor of a cattle dog. I actually don't specifically know what a cattle dog is. <laughs> I don't live in, <laughs> in a country area. However, my mom's actually from Dubuque or she's from Dyersville, Iowa. And um, also a very tiny town. There is not much there. She lived on a farm across from the Field of Dreams I, from that movie, oh, the Ken okay. Costner movie. Literally right, like we can see that farm from like oh, the, cool. where she grew up. And my uncle now owns the house that she grew up in. So we go there all the time. And we can see the farm and it's really a cool place to live. Like I love it. But my mom growing up didn't love it because I think she's like you and I. Busy body, had nothing to do. And she's also someone in, in this life where she's filling her day with so many different things. So I can so when you gave that visual, I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that idea of picking up other habits to almost keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like now if you're feeling that energy, you're not going to get into the habit of just going back into the thing that you are trying to stop yourself from doing and spending all your time doing. You're trying to redirect that energy into something else so that you can just kind of like fill your life with more things. It sounds mm-hmm. like, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's a 100% right. And I, and I, my kids are getting older, you know, they're six, nine and 13. So I've, I've kind of got into the stage now where they don't need me as much as they did when they were really little. Right. And that bothers me a lot. And that make that makes me really sad because I feel like I lost so much and I didn't there. They still need me, but those little tiny moments are gone. And, you know, just 
things that I used to have to do for them. And so I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like everyone's in their room doing their own thing or they're outside or they're just doing their thing. They're finding their own personalities and I have to let them do that. And so it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like you kind of feel a little bit lost. So if you're like a mother and you're finding you're in your space, um, standing there in your home and you're like, everyone's off doing something. Should I go work on my business? I could, but I don't really want to. So what else can I do? And you don't want to sit down and relax and do, you know, those things. You got to find something else to keep your brain going and working and being creative. And I've, I've really had to do that in the last year or so for sure. Oh my gosh. I love this. And okay. So if we were to break this down into steps, I love you ba- what you just said about write down a list of every single thing you have to do that week. Take out take out highlighters and basically highlight the categories it sounds like. So mm-hmm. like so things that are related to social media, things that are related to I don't know, email marketing, things that are related to client generation, like all those things. Do I have that part right? Yep, yep. Okay. And then and then essentially assign days to each of those tasks. Is that mm-hmm. part right? Yep. I love it. Um now, what if and I'm I'm sure this is a process, right? Mm-hmm. If someone were to say, this could be me, in fact, I can already feel like if I were to write that all down the list, I'd probably, well, this could be a belief. Maybe I haven't tried it to actually know if this is true, that I have a feeling that I would write down things that would take longer than an hour. However, that there's probably a lot of things I could be delegating or thinking of solutions around. So in doing that list, are you also kind of looking for, okay, what actually needs to be done by you and what can you how can you make this faster or how can you delegate this? Are you also asking yourself that question? No, because I don't really delegate anything. I, I'm kind of a one woman team. So if I like, wow, I just you're think amazing. Of I'm sorry. I just have to say you're like literally blowing my mind. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I work. See, I think it goes back to knowing how you work best. So this is just me yeah. telling you how I do it. Not like this is how you do it. I, I can work really well if I can whittle away at bigger things. And I can also work really well if I have quick wins. So some days are going to be like quick win days, like Mondays. But maybe on Tuesdays, I'm going to start working. I'm going to whittle away at um, a masterclass I want to do in September. I'm just going to whittle away at it. I'm not going to stress about it. I am not going to sit down and say, create a masterclass today because I would immediately scribble it out or push it off into next season. I know what I can do. And so that's like uh, something, you know, off of time, you know, you don't know until you do this over and over and over again. Um, It's okay to not complete something too. And it's okay to shove something off to Wednesday because today my daughter woke up with a sore throat and my dog decided to dig a gigantic hole and he is filthy. So I have to give him a bath and that totally cut up my morning. Just life happens. So you have to be a little bit easy with yourself and give yourself wiggle room. Um, I took all of those tasks that we talked about and I plugged them into Asana. I use Asana and I created a project that is like, I think it's called um, admin. I don't know. And then I color coded each project. So I, and each task. So it's all plugged in every day and did a recurring thing. So it comes up every week and I don't have to worry about it. It's kind of white noise to me by now, but you have to find your own little way on how you can make this work for you, whether it's paper or digital too. Yeah. I, okay. Also, that is totally my problem. When you just said that, like basically give your permission to not finish it. 
And I think that is where I'm getting hung up because I feel like if it's on my to-do list, I have to finish it. Like I don't even give myself permission to whittle away at it Mm. or just feel like I'm working on something and do it bite-size by bite-size. Like just the other day, I put build masterclass. This was a few weeks ago because I have a masterclass coming up. Mm -hmm. And and I literally have it on my to-do list. I gave my – to like to finish that entire thing. And I even remember thinking – I had that on my to-do list and then I had like seven other things. But the masterclass building took like four hours because it's really hard sometimes to like mm-hmm. organize it in a way that feels easy to be digested and it's like not giving too much, but also giving a good amount. It's like hard to really think about the technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And somehow genius me was like, I'm going to do this in one day. And then I'm also going to have another workout, eight hour work workday. <laughs> no wonder I'm not getting things done like to, in the time that I want. Yeah. So I really love that. Give yourself permission to just whittle away at it. So this also does take some planning ahead too. Like mm-hmm. what are your projects for the year? Do you do that as part of your process too? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I just kind of go with wherever the wind takes me here. And I know that if if I, I've gone from being very rigid with my schedule, like you have to launch Santa Coaching Academy every single month and you have to do this every single month and hitting a huge brick wall because that is not working for me anymore to letting loose with everything because I have to, because I don't do that in any other aspect of my life. I have to do a little bit of that in my business to balance things out a little bit. So I I have a, you can kind of count on me to do things every single day and every single month, like I'll do the same stuff. Um, but there's all different, like I'll launch different classes every month. And maybe September, I might surprise you with something different. I don't know. But I don't hold myself to the wall to things anymore. Because once I start doing that, I have instant resistance because why? We signed up for entrepreneurship to be our own boss, right? To be the leader. Why am I why did I create a clone of myself to stand there with my finger pointed at myself and tell me I need to have this done? Why? Why? Why would I do that? I remember one moment when I was going I was working on a launch and I remember standing at the top of the stairs telling my husband how I don't feel good. I'm stressed out, like just going on and on and on and on and on because this is starting on Monday. And he's like, does anyone know that this is starting? No. Well, then why don't you push it off? Like, I I have no idea because it's written on a piece of paper. Like, why do we do this to ourselves? We're going to end up killing ourselves because of the things that we hold ourselves so high to for literally no reason at all. Why not do things when it feels good? Not when we're holding, you know, a finger to our face, like get this done or else what? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. Why? No, that's really, that's true. Yeah. Now, what about for if you were to have, like, do you think of, in terms of what goes on your list, that initial list that you create? Okay. I'm going to laugh if you're like, no, I don't think about that (laughs) because I'm like so amazed by this. Do you think about like your priorities for the week in terms of like, do you look at numbers and you're like, okay, this offer sells really easily. So I'm really going to like focus on that for now. Like, do you look, do you, is there a point where you're kind of looking at your week from a numbers perspective or is it truly just like, okay, what do I have capacity for this week? I'm just curious what your, where you tend yeah. to fall. No, I just kind of go off what, whatever I want. I have stuff that I can pick from. Like, I'll just look at if I'm feeling a little like, what could I say today? What could I talk about? I'll look at my product suite and okay, well, micro offer mastery. Everyone loves that. I'm going to talk about that today. I I yeah. track 
I don't track sales. I have no idea. Like today, for some reason, I accidentally hit um, what I've made this month so far. And I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize that. Like, I just don't look at that stuff because it doesn't matter whether whether I feel bad or whether my business isn't performing the way I wanted it to today, this second, I'm always going to feel, I, I'm always going to love my business. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just... I'm just going to do whatever feels right. Like nothing is going to wave the way I feel about it. So I'm not going to obsess about something that I literally can't control anyway. Ooh, I love, I love this. I, I, I you feel like such a rebel to me in terms of like, <laughs> that's what not typically ever say. been a description of me ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. I'm also noticing something. It sounds like you have, You've built evergreen products where people can sign up at any point. You, mm-hmm. you do you, do you do launch like launch seasons or do you not even do that because that's just too hard to commit to? Um, I used to do a lot of launch seasons for my signature program. I used to be just you know clients signature program. I added a membership three years ago. Then last year I just decided I'm just going to create a bunch of low ticket offers, and I've gone crazy for the last year and just put out a bunch of low ticket stuff and um that stuff kind of launches every month once it comes out and then I let it fly and do whatever it wants. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, uh, maybe next month I'll launch Santa coaching Academy. I think, I'm, I think I'm ready to do that. I haven't launched it in about a year, but I still bring in students. Everything is there. If you want to go in it, go in it. I don't care. I don't really close stuff up really anymore. If I want to do something new, then I'll launch it. But otherwise it's kind of, it's, it's there. If you want to be in it, go ahead. Yeah, I'm noticing something with you. It does feel like like how you're approaching it is really like what is the simplest, clearest way I can run my week? It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's not there's it's not rigid in terms of like, oh, I must do it this way because this is what did well last time or this is what so and so told me to do. Instead, it seems like you're approaching like this is what I have capacity for this week. This is what's exciting me this week. This is what people are asking for. Like, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to close doors because then why? Like if when they're ready, they're ready and they can come in when they're not ready, they're not ready. And then like, that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're really approaching this. Like what feels simple and easy for me today? Is that right? That's exactly right. Simplicity. It, it has to be the name of the game for everything. And here's a funny story. So I decided I'm going to close the doors last week to Standout Coaching Academy because I wanted to rearrange programs. I didn't want it to be confusing. I'm doing, I'm just kind of rearranging stuff. It's five years old. It needs a, a, fa- a facelift. And so I was like, okay, Saturday, I'm going to close the doors. Okay. What happens Saturday? Um, we did a lot of family stuff Saturday and I forgot. And I just, I remembered later and I'm like, oh, whoops, I forgot. We were at my grandparents until like 11 o'clock that night. And I'm like, who cares? I'm not going to go and shut the door to my digital program. And so the next morning I sat down after I got ready, sat down at the dining room table with my coffee. I looked, I had a new student. I'm like, oops, if I would, if I wouldn't have shut the door, if I would have shut the door, she wouldn't have been able to come in. Yeah. And it's like, I made a joke about it. I said, welcome to Stand Up Coaching Academy. I was supposed to shut the doors, but I completely spaced it out. And it's like, it just shows you like, huh, we just take ourselves way too seriously. Yeah, I we do. I think you're right. And this is also part of why we overthink and overcomplicate because it's like we're taking ourselves way too seriously. I can so relate to that too. Um, but I But I do love that approach because I feel like people don't let things be simpler. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they really don't. 
And, um, but no, I really, I really like so, that your focus on evergreen. And if you want to launch something new, you're going to launch something new and like, that's fine. And how you choose your top priorities, how you color code them. Is there a reason that you pick one category for one day? Like, have you found that if you switch focuses throughout the day, you actually like burn yourself out faster? Or what was the reason for that? Um, I did it because it, it organized well in my mind. So I know Mondays is a lot of admin kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of know what's coming up. I like to see what's coming in my world. Um, and that way I can prioritize it better. I find that if I give myself one hour to do something, I'll get it done. And if I give myself eight hours to do it, I'm going to take eight hours to get it done. So I have to, I try to be as rigid as possible. So once, you know, the day ends up here, I can go down and be a teacher. I can go down and be a wife and a mom and all these other things and not like all these little tasks, random, if they're not organized, it just doesn't feel right. I mean, like that's how I clean my house on Mondays. I clean the upstairs on Tuesdays. I clean the main floor on Wednesdays. I do this. Like that's how I do everything. I chunk it out because then I feel like there's a start and an end and I don't have to just keep going and work ahead because I will, I will absolutely do that. And I don't want to do that to myself on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. That's how you clean your house too. I mean, like this method is like, so like you can use it in so many different ways, everyone. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> um, I also know I'm hearing voices in my head from people who are like, okay, I love this idea. I also love this idea of like, go in with the flow of like like simplifying and just going with like what you have capacity for that week. I'm curious because I do notice that you promote a lot on your Instagram page. Like you're not afraid to be like, oh, hey, you know, this is available for purchase. Like you can buy mm-hmm. it right now. Like you sell weekly, I think. Mm-hmm. And it never feels pushy. It always feels just like if it's the right time for you, like don't forget this is available. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. I've never studied this, but do you sell weekly? Like, is that just something that you do as a habit or how do you, or do you even like, do you think about a sales schedule or how do you approach the sales part of it? I, I sell every day. I don't, but I do it subtly and I do it because I care. I don't do it because I want to see a sale. When I see sales in my inbox, I don't open it up to see what you bought. I'm just happy you bought something because I know it's going to help you. But there's a there's a right way to do it and an icky way to do it. So I'll share, like for example, today, um, I'll talk about the Confident Coach Club because we had a new training released. But I'm not going to be like, you should go buy this. If you want to, it's there. You can DM me, I'll send you the link. In my post, I'm going to talk about something that I know that can help you. But I'm not going to say, go to the link in my bio to go buy it. I just do it because I'm sharing something. I just, I want to help. I truly do. And that's why I have so many low ticket things. So you can have some wins. So you can keep growing with me. I don't want you to fall behind. So I'm going to keep doing things that are going to help you grow. I don't, I think so many people feel like they need to have so much money to invest in programs and coaches. And so many fall off because there's nothing there for them to figure it out. You know, you can only go so far with free stuff. So I just, you know what, if people are going to laugh that I have a $5 membership, or if they're going to think it's dumb that I put out monthly masterclasses that are $7 or $27, whatever, I really don't care because they're helping people get clients and build their businesses. Like that's what it truly is all about. And that's why I am doing it. So I don't ever feel icky or any salesy or nothing like that when I go on Instagram and talk about what I have. Yeah. And that's actually a very interesting point. So it sounds so... 
I mean, just to like recap for people, like you're breaking out your week according to like categories of things that you have to get done. You're in order to hit your sales goals, you're not looking at numbers and making decisions based off of, oh, what's selling, what's not selling. You're instead selling every day. You're not afraid mm-hmm. to plug something every single day. And you have a variety of low ticket offers. And do you also sell high ticket offers? Yes. Yep. So you mix it up depending. So people are at all different stages. And mm-hmm. instead of sharing free, th- I mean, I'm. Sh- do you have, do you also share free things or is it primarily, are you building your list with low ticket? No, I have everything from free to private coaching. I love this. So you're showing up selling every day so that you can quite literally make a sale every day if you wanted to. And so mm-hmm. that's how you're, you're essentially like creating content around what you sell so mm-hmm. that you can hit your sales numbers and also work less because you're doing it every day. Do I have that right? Yes. And I do make sales every single day. I'm not running ads. I can I can put something free out there and then they'll get on my list and then they'll want to buy something else. And then they'll be bumped into buying something else. And then pretty soon they just bought $70 worth of products from me. And I was at my grandparents like that happened on Saturday. So that it, it takes a while. It takes time to build up to this but it is possible. And it's so much easier than I need to launch every quarter and I need to do this and that on repeat. Like, do you want to do that for the rest of your life? I don't. So that's why I've created what I've created. Yeah. So you're, so on on the back end, you have that top of funnel, which is Instagram. You've got this very useful content. You're making sure that you're plugging something every single day. They're getting into your funnel, whether it's for through something free or like a low ticket offer Mm -hmm. so that it's actually like, you know, they're able to say yes to that, even if they don't feel ready to invest in a higher ticket. Now they're on your email list and inside of a funnel that makes Mm -hmm. it possible for you to automatically sell while you're not at your computer, right? Yep. So you are literally making sales every day thanks to this funnel, essentially. Yep. Your Instagram content leading to some kind of a low ticket offer or a lead magnet, and then moving into a sales funnel where they can eventually possibly buy high ticket. Is that all right? Yeah, it's perfectly, it's 100% right. That's freaking genius. I love this. I'm so curious, how many how many offers do you have? Do you know, just so that I'm just That's curious a great how question. you built that. I'd have to go through my, 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 I should have counted today because I'm actually writing a reel that talks about it. So I don't know. I have, I've created something every month for about a year so far on top of what I already had. And I've been, you know, doing this for quite a while. So I have a lot. So when I see people just grab absolutely everything they can, I just love it because they're going to be so well taken care of because they have everything they need right now. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Could you give us an example? Because I know for a fact, people are like low ticket offers. I need to get like, get in on this. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've heard you mention this on Instagram that you actually think about building your email list with low ticket offers as well, Mm -hmm. because it's such an, it's an easy way to say yes, but then it's also like, I don't, you, I don't know if you've said this, but in my head, I'm like, it makes so much sense because you're building your list of people of buy like a list of buyers. Right. So it makes a lot of sense logically, but I think people would also be like, what is an example of a $5 offer or $7 offer? Because like, there's so many like free PDFs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Are you, is it, is it that format, but you're just charging for it or is it, does it look like something different? Um, I would say a low percentage of them are uh, PDFs. I think most of them are masterclasses where it's like 40 minutes to an hour or more of me explaining something on how to do something or telling you how I did it. That that's probably the most um, of the content that I have. And then 
if I'm creating a workbook to go along with it, the price will be a little bit higher. If there is a community aspect to it, then the price is higher. So I always like people are always questioning how much, how do you know how much to charge when it comes to low ticket? And it shouldn't really matter because you're literally setting it up and putting it out into the world. Um, for me, the back end setup matters more. So if I got to do a lot of splicing a video and creating, you know, modules, then it's going to be more. If there's additional workbooks, it's going to be more. And um, but usually everything kind of goes between like seven to twenty seven dollars. Like I, I'm fine with that, and those sell just fine. There's no question about it. Oh my gosh, I love this. And then what's it, what? How, how much is your high ticket offer then? So it goes from, you know, $5 membership to Santa Coaching Academy, that's a thousand. And then my coaching packages are three, six, and 10. Oh, I love this. And your $5 membership, do you add content to that every month? Yep. Every single month. I just added some today. Holy shit sticks. That is so amazing. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I freaking love this. And you've been so generous with like giving us a behind the scenes look into how you've built your business so that you can make it possible to spend just five hours working on your business every week. And you've set up the back end to -hmm. essentially sell for you like automatically so that you are making sales every single day, hitting your revenue goals, but also not like living at your computer. It's so wonderful what you have built. I absolutely love this. So, so tell me, um, what is the, what is the program so I can write it down and I'll like set you up to talk about it. Okay. So the free offer that I have is a brand new workbook I just put out. It's five things you can do today to get a new dream client. And I break it down on what you need to do. It's not like, you know, oh, think about it and pretend that you have a client. It's actual tangible things that you can do to get a new client today. So that is for free. Um, and you can get it. It's in a PDF. It'll take you two minutes to read and you can go and implement right away. Oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. Five things to do today to get a new dream client, tactical tips that she is walking you through. Um, I'm so excited for people to get this because I do think you've just proved to us today that you know how to do this, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that you know how to do this in less time, focused time And I think that's what everyone's really struggling with right now, the belief that that's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's probably because they're focusing on the wrong things. So I really love that you are setting us up for success and and giving us things to focus on so that when we have our one hour of work a day, we know what we're doing instead of just like guessing. So truly, I'm so grateful that you spent some time talking to us about this today. In the show notes, you're going to find five things to do today to get a new dream client. Um, a workbook from Lindsay. Lindsay, where else can we be in your world and buy from you? Just point us in the right direction. (laughs) It's easy. Just go to lindsaymaloney.com, click on shop and all of my digital products are sitting there. And then if you have a question about something, just go to Instagram and ask. I'm always there. And also I have to plug your content. Like you have such great content. Like I think it's so specific, so generous. Like you don't hold back. You really can tell that you're there to serve people. And I love following you. So I also definitely suggest anyone listening to definitely follow her because she's got some really great stuff on there that I know is going to help you today. So everyone go follow her ASAP. And I'll also put that note inside of the show notes so that you can find her on Instagram. Uh, oh my gosh. And you have a podcast. Are you, I do. You're still doing your podcast, right? When I want to. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell us the podcast. <laughs> Tell us where to find your podcast too. 
It's on all of the podcast players. It's the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I think it's like four or five years old already. We have hundreds of episodes. You were on it in 2020. I mean, we have so many great episodes on there to to binge listen to. And I will I come on about once a month whenever I feel like it and I record an episode or two. But yeah, it's all about booking your dream clients and building your business. And it's also really love like the topics that she covers are also just like her Instagram content. They're very specific. They're very like, this is what you got to do if you want this. So again, I just appreciate the content you're putting out there. And I also appreciate that you took the time to walk us through this today. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. It means a lot coming from you. I think you have such a great business. So thank you for all the things that you've said about mine. Oh, I appreciate that so much. I might start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.